What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on episode four of Miked Up with Mike, the official podcast of the Sunday Funday Fantasy Football League. I'm your host and commissioner, Mike Nemeth, and uh, we're, before we get jumping into uh, to everything here, um, I would just like to say one thing. We need to uh, all keep an eye out for owner Spencer Dumb. Uh, owner of Jimmy G Spot, he is going to be giving us a shotgun this week after he called the whole league candy asses. Uh, let's take a look back at what he said, and uh, let's just so we all can remember uh, what he called us. Honestly, Nemo, I'm excited to play every single one of you guys. I just cannot wait to whip up on all of your candy asses. Pretty cocky comment coming from a guy who. Uh, Barely got over 100 points this week and um, lost by 70 points. And now, now we'll be giving us a shotgun. Um, but anyways, yeah, we're going to hop into some news and notes here. I just finished up my lunch, had some chicken fajitas. My wife made me lunch. She makes me lunch every day, but uh, she put in some chicken fajitas. So I'm actually feeling really good right now. I had a nice sub too. So um, I'm ready to, to break down this week three of the NFL. Uh, we're going to start off with some news and notes here. Obviously, Ryan Fitzmagic having just having a blast down in Tampa Bay. His receivers are happy. He's happy. Uh, Tampa Bay is happy. The fans. I mean, to be honest, the whole state of Florida in general is happy. Florida, every team is 2-0 and right now, and I don't think anybody in that state knows what the hell to do. Um, but Fitz, Fitzpatrick is, is just living a dream right now. I mean, he's going to come back down to earth at some point. I don't see that being this week against the Steelers, but he is going to come back down to earth. But for right now, I mean, he's just having the time of his life. Pat Mahomes had a very good week, and he's going to be the real deal. He just went into that press conference post game and just basically said, like, I don't give a fuck about who I play. I don't care about anybody. I'm Pat Mahomes, and I'm probably going to put up at least five, six touchdowns against you. He scored 38 points this week, 326 yards for six touchdowns. I uh, believe that breaks an NFL record for the first two games of a season. I could be wrong. I don't know. <coughs> but I thought I saw that somewhere. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, even with the loss, he was the top QB in fantasy this week, 452 yards, three touchdowns. And the funny thing is, is people are telling me that he should retire. I just don't, I still don't get that. The guy puts up a lot of points. He's a great quarterback. If he just had a defense, I, I mean, who puts up, you know, 42, 43, whatever the Steelers put up, 43 points or whatever they put up, and loses? I just don't get that. The Steelers' defense is atrocious. I don't see, uh, I don't see how they can win if that defense doesn't make some changes. Um, but Ben Roethlisberger, top QB. Kirk Cousins, 425 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Had a great week, 33 points in fantasy. And another news, Carson Wentz coming back to play for the Eagles against the Colts. Uh, that's big news for the Eagles, big news for Jimmy G-Spot. I think he's starting them this week. Um, not that Foles played terrible. I mean, he didn't play well, but, I mean, Carson Wentz is just a completely different quarterback. So I know the Eagles are looking forward to him coming back. Uh, running backs, Melvin Gordon, six catches, 66 all-purpose yards, three touchdowns. Um, <clears throat> came out of the game halfway through, I believe. Just said he was fatigued, but uh, I'm sure he's fine. Um, three touchdowns is, is obviously a great week. Uh, Todd Gurley, three touchdowns, came out with some cramps. I don't know what, I don't know why these guys are, 
like just coming out for like weird reasons. I mean, I know Todd Gurley was winning that game, but um, for cramps, I mean, I just I don't I don't know. It just seems weird. Saquon Barkley had a had a pretty good game. Fourteen catches out of the backfield for eighty yards. David Johnson is just not looking like him his old self. <clears throat> uh, that new offensive coordinator there. I'm not sure what changed, but uh, he's just not looking the same as he did two years ago. He only got six catches out of the backfield on this season so far and hasn't even sniffed a 100-yard game. Um, <clears throat> Arizona's going to need him to be more involved if they want to start uh, turning this season around. Um, and Team Knox, obviously, is going to need to get him more involved. Is, is going to hope that he gets more involved as well if they want this season to go the way they expect it. Uh, Matt Brieta had a career day. Won't expect that again. <clears throat> I'm not reading too much into this. Um, 130, 138 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Um, I mean, he, I know he's the guy in San Francisco, but I mean that that is that's I don't see that happening. Uh, I, I don't see that happening that often. Lamar Miller pretty much just been a disappointment through two weeks. I know the Houston Texans rely a lot, or they, they were going to rely a lot on him. They said he was a three-down back, and to be honest, he has not proved anything. Uh, they put a lot of hype to him, and he just hasn't stepped up. Uh, some injuries. Um, Joe Mixon out with a knee injury. I've heard anywhere from one week to an entire season. I don't know what's going on there. I know he's getting surgery. He got surgery on Saturday after their Thursday win. Um, so I guess it just depends on how the surgery goes and how he recovers. And I just got some breaking news from my reporter, Ben Knox. <clears throat> He's actually the owner of Team Knox. Just got some breaking news from him that Shady McCoy, his girlfriend, just came out and said that she was abused by him. I don't know what this means for Shady, but that does not that is not good news for him or for Buffalo. Um, I... I mean, I was just literally about to talk about him. He has a rib injury, likely won't play this week. But, I mean, now that this comes out, I don't know what his future is. Um, that is big news uh, for Shady and for the Buffalo Bills. So we, we should, I mean, um, I know that their backup running backs are still, I think they're still available in the league. Chris Ivory, I believe, is. Nah, I'm not sure if we should go pick him up. I mean, I might actually just take a look at that. Uh, Dalvin Cook <clears throat> had a hamstring injury, left the game. However, looks like he should be able to play in week three against Buffalo. Um, expect him to have a big day. Jay Ajayi, lower back injury. Looks to be day-to-day. -day, not sure what his status is. <clears throat> Le'Veon Bell, still a fat piece of shit. Hasn't shown up. Don't really care anymore. I'm over that whole thing, um, and when he does come back, I hope he, I hope they just sit him on the bench. Um, I wouldn't even put pads. I wouldn't even give him a helmet. You know what? Like, I, the guy just doesn't clearly does not give a shit about anything except for money. And um, you know, I mean, there's no room for that in Pittsburgh. I just don't think there is, and um, it's causing a lot of turmoil in that locker room. And it's very, it's very clear that uh, people are frustrated. Fans are frustrated. The city's frustrated. Uh, the teammates are frustrated. Coaches are frustrated. And he's just pretty much given a big middle finger to all of them. And uh, you know what? So when he comes back, I really don't give a shit. I hope he, I hope he doesn't play. 
If he does play, I still don't give a shit. I hope they cut him next year. I hope they get rid of him. They're going to get rid of him. I don't care. Um, uh, like Ryan Rillo said, I think he's overrated. I think he's good. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's bad. I'm not saying he's bad. I think he's good. I think he's better than James Conner. Yes, I will say that too. Um, and I really didn't mind him sitting out preseason. That wasn't the issue. I didn't like whatever, sit out preseason. I don't care. Preseason's a waste of time and for everybody. But uh, when, you're, when you're not showing up, uh, when it matters and it's game time and it's ready to go, and then you are pretty much rubbing it in everyone's face by going to strip clubs, riding on jet skis, getting fat, looking like an idiot, making rap music. I mean, fuck it then. I don't care. You shouldn't even come back. Don't even play football. Clearly, you don't want to play football. Um, and it's not about that. It's about the money to you. So <sighs> I digress. But anyways, uh, he's not there. So I, I mean... I literally couldn't care less if he comes back at this point. Um, <clears throat> big news for the Patriots. Josh Gordon gets traded to the Patriots for absolutely nothing. Patriots pretty much are probably just laughing in their offices right now. Robert Kraft is probably just popping champagne off his bottle, popping a pan, champagne bottle right now because they got Josh Gordon for literally nothing. And to me, that's just the Browns being the Browns doing what they've always done. And the funny thing is about this is that they probably could have gotten more, one, and they they came out and said we want to get we don't want to trade him to an AFC team, and then what do they do? They trade him to the powerhouse AFC team who has been the powerhouse for the last ten years, and they gave him literally for nothing. Um, doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know what he did. They said he didn't show up to practice, looked like he was high or something. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Apparently he tore his hamstring in some commercial shoot. It doesn't make sense to me. Josh Gordon has the potential to be an all-pro receiver, and you gave him for a fifth-round pick that, I mean, you might as well have just freaking given him for a roll of tape. I don't, I don't know. That, that, is, that is funny to me. Um, either way, Josh Gordon is now in the Patriots. Tom Brady is probably pretty happy about that. Uh, he's got a deep ball. He's got a guy with good hands. He's got a guy who can run routes. He's got a guy who could be uh, a pro bowler. Um, and he's got a guy who's going to help out that that lackluster receiving core they got in in New England right now. Um, that that could turn around their season. Um, <clears throat> so that's big news for them. Uh, Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans are having a blast. Uh, both of them have over fifty fantasy points this season. Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody expected this out of either of them, really. I mean, maybe Mike Evans, but um, I mean, both of them are just like. I mean, I'm sure they're just loving life right now. I wouldn't even, I'm sure they're probably not even, they're probably sitting in the coach's office just saying, don't bring Jameis back. We don't want him back because we like what we got going on right now. So those guys are doing well. A.J. Green, 5 for 69, three touchdowns against Baltimore. Quincy and Nunwa, this is a guy, he's ranked 21st at the wide receiver position, came into this league in our fantasy football league undrafted, leads the Jets in routes, targets, catches, and yards. And Team Knox swooped him up, and I think that's a huge pickup for Team Knox. Um, I think, I mean, we'll see how he does in Thursday Night Football against the Browns, but I think he's going to do very well. I think uh, um, Darnold looks for him. Darnold loves him. I mean, he's every, you could tell, he drops back, and he's Quincy Anunmaz. It looks to be his first look every single time. Uh, so they play the Browns Thursday night, so I'm sure that he will get a decent amount of points. Um <clears throat> 
And uh, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, top two fantasy receivers for the week uh, from the same team, which shows that Kirk Cousins had a nice day. I think Buffalo should be worried about this offense. I mean, I think Buffalo should be worried about every offense, but um, these two guys particularly uh, are, or this team particularly, should should go off against Buffalo. Uh, Mike Wallace with an ankle injury looks to be like a long-term injury. He got carted off the field. Larry Fitzgerald left the game against the Rams with a hamstring injury. I think he should be go should be good to go week three, but I mean he's getting old. I don't know. I don't know what what to expect from Larry Fitzgerald anymore. Uh, Jesse James, the top, or no, I don't think he was the top tight end. I think he was the second tight end in fantasy this week. Five for 138 and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, seven for 109 and two touchdowns. Um, Eric Ebron making himself a nice little red zone pref- or presence. He has two consecutive two consecutive games with a touchdown, which is nice to see from Eric Ebron considering his last couple of years have been... Um, Disappointing, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, one guy I want to pump the brakes on a little bit. That a lot I've heard a lot of podcasts and a lot of people talking about are OJ is OJ Howard. I'm not high on OJ Howard yet. I'm just not. Um, Fitzpatrick can come down at any moment. That whole team can come down at any moment. And he got three catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. And one of those catches was for 75 yards and a touchdown. So I mean, you take that out. I mean, he really just had a you know. Uh, not not a good day at all, um, but it turned out to be a pretty decent day for him. But I'm just not high on O.J. Howard yet in Tampa Bay. So I think he's a, a high tight end too, uh, but not someone you can trust starting every week, somebody that you try and get the good matchups with and, and, and maybe see how Fitzpatrick continues to pan out. But at this point, uh, O.J. Howard wouldn't, wouldn't really uh, put a lot of value into him or a lot of trust. Uh, the Bears' defense is the real deal. Khalil Mack pretty much just proving his worth at, with every snap that he uh, that he gets. I mean, Khalil Mack is basically showing how one player can make a huge difference on a defense um, and why he was worth every penny uh, that he wanted. So um, good for him, good for the Bears' defense. I'm actually glad to see, you know, the Bears' defense is a defense that um, – the Bears have always historically been about their defense. The fans love their defensive guys. Um, you know, the coaches, everything. That whole city is just, I mean, when you when I think of the Chicago Bears, I think of just a, a grinding, you know, like a grinding defense, a defense that just grinds. And Khalil Mack brought that back to the city of Chicago, and he's been doing a great job there. I mean, he's wreaking havoc on every team he plays. So uh, the Bears defense, they got picked up this week. I forget who, but forget who picked him up. But either way, um, Bears defense looks good, and I'm sure will continue to do well. Greg Deleg Zerline did not play due to a groin injury in warmups. Rams are unsure of his return. They signed Sam Ficken, um, but that's a big loss for them. Greg Deleg is pretty much automatic, so he's automatic from like 50 in, probably 60 in actually. Um, so uh, not sure when he'll come back, but. For the moment, he does not look like he will be playing. Anyways, that wraps up our news and notes. We're going to move into some power rankings. Um, A lot of things happened this week. A lot of people moved up and down. Uh, The Brew Crew moves back up into the number one spot after Jimmy G's disappointing loss. I mean, uh, I was at number two. I moved down because of Jimmy G's absolute uh, domination. 
on the entire league in week one, and then he pretty much shit the bed in week two, so I moved back up. Um, I'm 2-0, and so I feel like I deserve that spot at this point until someone beats me or or whatnot. Um, number two on the list, moved up from the number five position right now is Trump 2020. Uh, he had a very impressive win over Jimmy G spot after Spencer Dumb called out the entire league. Um, we listened to that earlier, and uh, I mean... He put up a lot of points, 170 points is no joke, so uh, I think he deserves the number two spot, um, and he moved up a lot from the preseason ranking, so I think this team, um, I think this team's proven its worth every single week, and I don't see that slowing down. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster turned out to be a lot better than I thought he was going to be, and um, I don't know, I just, I, there wasn't much I particularly liked about this team in the preseason, but now I look at it on paper, I mean, Melvin Gordon's a stud, and I knew he was going to be, but I didn't think he was going to be this good. Um, and Juju, and I mean, this team's just, this team's very good. Marius Thomas is playing a lot better than I thought he would, and uh, they deserve the number two spot. Number three on the list, took a bump down from the number one position is Jimmy G, one-on-one, right back to where they were at the preseason rankings. It's a disappointing loss for them. I'm sure they'll bounce back. The team's still very good. Um, just had a bad week, and I'm sure they will be moving back up soon. But uh, for the moment, they are staying down at number three. All Dogs moved up from the number six spot, 2-0. and uh, They took down In My Feelings, 146-125. to 125. Michael Thomas continues to uh, just dominate everybody. So Michael Thomas is the real deal. Uh, that double tight end set worked out with uh, Graham and Kelsey. Kelsey had two touchdowns. I think Graham had a touchdown, maybe, maybe not. Graham had a nice day, though. I think he had 15 points. Um, I mean, when that when those two guys go off, I expect this team to win every week. I don't see, I don't see, um, I don't see this team being bad enough. I think this team is good enough to win, and when those guys actually play a lot better than their potential. I think this team doesn't lose. So uh, they're sitting at the number four spot right now. Um, and just basically because those guys are, are, are playing pretty well. So um, I'm going to leave that there. Number five, moved down from the number four spot, is in my feelings. I probably right now am overranking this team at number five. Um, but I just feel like this team has yet to click. I don't think... I think this team is better than they are showing. I truly do. Uh, they left a ton of points on their bench this week. There was 100 total points left on the bench. Yeah, I mean, if he would have put Will Fuller and D.D. Westbrook into this game, I think he, he would win week two. So um, even either way, 125 points and losing is nothing to shrug off. I mean, 125 points is still a decent amount of points in this league. Um, I just feel like there is a lot more in the tank from this team, and I just have a hard time bringing them down. Um, but now that the big news of Shady came out, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Um, but uh, I just feel like there's a lot more in the tank. I just feel like we haven't seen this team at full at full throttle yet. So I'm going to leave them at number five. Number six, the Harrisburg Cougars. Uh, they moved up from the number nine spot. Uh, they are 2-0. and <clears throat> <sighs> I mean, this is the lowest ranked 2-0 and team. This is. I would love to move this team higher. I really would. But the poor, the poor performance in points this week is what's keeping them low. I mean, um, they they won against a far less superior team uh, this week, and eighty five points. I mean, eighty five points would have lost to everybody else in this league except for the team they were playing. 
So I mean, I mean, two and zero. I can't. You can't argue that. Wins a win. Two and zero. They're moving on to to play. Uh, I forget who they're playing this week. I got that here actually. Um, two girlies, one cup this week. So they're playing two girlies, one cup this week. They're two and zero, but. I just I can't move him much higher. I mean, 85 points is a pretty bad week, and I think owner Mike Garraway will will be the first to tell you that. Um, he made a couple changes. I see Deshaun Jackson looks like he's getting the nod this week, so I think uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I mean, I can't expect Deshaun Jackson to keep putting up those numbers, but who's to say he won't? So uh, this team, you know, took Rodgers high in the draft, and I think they need him to get more than 16 points, but. Um, Right now they're sitting at six. Would love to move them higher. I just need to see more at this point. Number seven, last place champs. They stay at seven. They're one and one. The win wasn't pretty, but like I said before, a win is a win. I don't trust Brieta uh, to do what he did pretty much ever again. Um, Jalen Rashard did about exactly what I thought he would do, point three. Uh, so I'm going to, I mean, I think that is, that's about what he will do. Um, at his best, he might get three or four points, but um, Brieta had an absolute career day. Don't expect that again. Still missing Lev Bell. Says he doesn't care. I'm sure he probably doesn't care just as much as I care. Um, but if it was my fantasy team, I probably would care a little bit uh, considering he was the first overall pick. Um, but uh, Jalen Rashard just needs a new set of wheels. He just doesn't have the wheels. And... Without those wheels, I don't know. I can't put them much higher than that. Seven is seven. I think might be generous. I'm, uh, I'm gonna leave them there. Um, one and one, solid win. Just need some help at the running back position, I believe. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I know Luck and T. Y. Hilton. Um, you know, when those two guys go off, this team has a high, has a good potential to win. So um, really, I mean, that's really all he cares about right now is his Luck and T. Y. Hilton. Are they are they clicking? And uh, I don't know. Maybe this team can move up higher. Maybe it could move down lower. I think seven is right where they belong. So we'll, we're going to leave them there. Number eight on the list, the Guru. This team fell from three. They are one and one. I mean, they lost to the last place champs, the team missing their first round pick. You know, I still have faith in this team. Um, but they need to make some moves at the RB2 position and the tight end position. You know, Chris Carson and Joku clearly are not cutting it. Those guys should not really even be even thought to start. They shouldn't even be in the thought. Um, those guys, I mean, they're they're bad. I mean, that's really all it boils down to. I had higher hopes for Njoku, um, but he's bad. And Chris Carson, he, nobody, nobody can run the ball in Seattle with the offensive line they have. That team is that offensive line's terrible. Russell Wilson's running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Uh, that team's hurting. So I, I mean. Going to have to make some moves there, or they might just keep moving down. I don't know. Um, number nine on the list, Team Knox. Uh, they took a bump down. You know, Only two teams scored less than this team in week two. That was uh, the, or the uh, Harrisburg Cougars, and my preseason rank is too low. Um, you know, With these two guys scoring lower, and you know, it was a bad week. I mean, that's really all you can boil it down to. I don't expect to see this every week from this team. It was just a bad week for Team Knox. I have a feeling they're probably going to bounce back. But they need David Johnson to do a lot better job if they want to make the playoffs. I mean, uh, 
we talked about it earlier. David Johnson is just not getting the workload. He's not getting the passes. He's not getting the yardage. And I don't believe he has a touchdown yet this year. So he needs he for the number three pick in the draft. He needs to be a lot more productive. Um, Greg Zerline got hurt, which gave Team Knox zero points. Uh, you know, this team's first three picks were running backs, and and they did not really help him at all in week two. Uh, so when your first three picks are doing pretty much nothing, um, I mean, maybe it wasn't his first three picks. Maybe his third pick was Amari Cooper. But either way, like the top three running backs they have, um, DJ and uh, Howard and Lynch, I mean, those guys just aren't cutting it right now. And I, I mean, I have all faith that they're going to bounce back. They're, you know, I think they're going to do well, but week two was not good for them. So uh, they're going to move down one spot, Team Knox and you know, I think this team has a really high ceiling and can move up real quick, but those RBs need to be consistent for them. Number 10 on the list, uh, the Baby Forearm had a big, big bounce back week. Um, and this team is, this is, the, this is the week that I foresaw them having when I ranked them very high in the preseason. Uh, this team's one and one now. You know, the receivers did their job, which is what they were supposed to do. This team loaded up on receivers. Um, and, you know, the RB1 needs some help. I mean, I don't think Rex Burkhead's the guy, but, uh, you know, when the receivers are playing well, I think this team has potential to do well. And that's why I put them behind the preseason rankings. And, you know, as long as that continues to happen, they can continue to climb their way back up the, these rankings and get back into it. Um, hopefully for owner Ryan Rillo's sake, this continues to happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's really all I got to say about them. Uh, number 11 on the list, once upon a time, they moved up from 14, another big win for them. Um, Stefan Diggs had a huge game, 35 points or 34, 35, something like that. Um, and I really don't think that that's going to slow down. I mean, he gets the enough targets the Vikings have pretty much shown that they are a pass-first offense. And, um, you know, Kirk Cousins is, I mean, he looks for two guys, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. And they were clearly looked at because they were the top two guys, top two receivers in fantasy this week. Um, but the running back, Buck Allen, stepped up a lot for this team and I think was what put that over the edge. Uh, all around, it was a good week for this team. I need to see more from them, but... Um, like I said before, and I'll say it again, a win's a win, and good for them for being one and one. Um, you know, I had this team projected. At, I had this team at fourteen, so uh, for them to get a win is big. So that's good. Uh, number twelve on the list: two girlies, one cup. Um, they're zero and two. You know, I like this team a lot. I really, really, really do. I like this team, and the reason I like it, I like Pat Mahomes. Man, he's good. He is really good. Um, but this, I mean, the top two picks, Kareem Hunt and Odell Beckham are combining for 26 points in week one and 24 points in week two. That's what's holding them back. I mean, when your two top guys are not producing or not consistent and not producing to what the rest of the top guys in this league are doing, that's what's going to happen. You're not going to win. And, you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, I would, I would not have, would not have expected this out of those two guys, but, uh, they just are not putting up the points that are needed. Um, they need to be more consistent for this team to move up. Um, I mean, it was unfortunate that Baltimore put up negative two. I don't see that happening or continuing. That was just a weird game for them, um, you know, conference matchup against the Bengals. So, um, 
I, I like this team, but the only thing I don't like about it is Derrick Henry, but, you know, he turned out to be pretty shitty, but that's it. I mean, it's unfortunate. I think this team is better than what they are, than what their record shows, um, but it is what it is, and they got to, they, they, it just needs to be more consistent from them. Pat Mahomes can't put the whole team on his back, so. Uh, number 13 on the list, 38.5. Last week they were ranked 10, 0-2. Again, I'm just super disappointed in this team as well. I expected a lot more out of Lamar Miller. I have him in a couple other leagues. You know, that he was the three-down back. He was the guy. He was supposed to be he, – he lost weight. He was supposed to be the guy, and he just hasn't done it. Just straight up hasn't done it. Larry Fitzgerald's playing okay, but, I mean, he's not playing like Larry Fitzgerald typically does. And he's getting old. His hamstring's getting, you know, tweaked here and there. I mean – I don't know. I don't know what to think of this team. I had them ranked preseason eight, I think, and uh, they just haven't shown me anything to to uh, be impressed. So uh, I said they were average, and they're actually coming in a little below average. So uh, right now they're number 13, and right now the running back position on this team needs to step it up. I mean, Lamar Miller needs to be better than that. Um, that's That's what it boils down to. Number 14 on the list, my preseason rank is too low. They were number 12 last week. They're 0-2. And clearly it looks like to me this team was ranked a little bit too high. Um, this team is an absolute disaster. Just an absolute disaster. And it actually is an, it's an embarrassment. Turns out Tom Brady really was not worth the high draft pick, playing pretty much average at best. Um, his only saving grace right now is Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon coming to the team and uh, Edelman coming back, but... Tom Brady just, I mean, what, 16 points, 20 points, something like that. It's week one, 20, and 16. I mean, it's pretty average for this league for the starting quarterbacks. I don't know. Like, it's not that good. I don't, I'm not too impressed. And he took them in, like, the fifth round or something like that. I, there were so many other players on the board I would have taken before that, and it clearly shows because their running backs are terrible. Um, these running backs are, are atrocious on this team. This team, this team is just, I mean – I'm sure owner Luther Lightcap is wishing he could scrap this whole team and go back and redraft because this is clearly not good. Um, you know, pretty much everything about this team sucks besides average. Besides uh, Julio Jones, Julio Jones, and he's playing pretty average. Um, Eleven points in week two. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not high on this team. Um, never have been high on this team. I mean, when your kicker is the second highest point scorer on your team, including your bench and all your starters, there is something wrong. There is something really, really wrong. This team's an absolute joke, and I'd like to make an apology to Team Wentz upon a time in the, Harris, in the Harrisburg Cougars for ranking them below this team um, in the preseason rankings. That was really disrespectful of me, and I should have never done that. Um, so I'm sorry about that, but... This team's, this team's just straight-up trash. I can't – I mean, there's really not much I can even say about it. I look at this team, and I'm just like, I mean, there's guys getting single digits, guys getting zeros. I mean, like, I don't even know what – there's really not much to talk about. This team just sucks. So, anyways, that wraps up uh, my power rankings. Moving into some matchups and predictions. I don't even know – I mean, at this point, does it even matter? I'm 5 for 14 on predictions. It's a lot harder than I thought predicting these matchups. Um, but – Anyways, I'm going to give it a shot. Each and every week, we have a slate of seven. We all know that. Uh, first on the list, Harrisburg Cougars, 2-0 versus two girlies, one cup. Harrisburg Cougars are heavily favored by ESPN. However, I am going to go against the grain here and go with two girlies, one cup, 
to take down the 2-0 Harrisburg Cougars. Uh, the reason for that, um, you know, I think this might come as a surprise to most people, but Pat Mahomes is pretty good. He's pretty good, and I think he outscores Aaron Rodgers. I just straight up think he outscores Aaron Rodgers. I think Rodgers is going to feed Randall Cobb this week, and Randall Cobb plays for two, for two girlies, one cup. So I just – and Trey Burton – I mean, Trey Burton's going against Arizona. I think Trey Burton has a, has a breakout game this week. Um, and Ryan Suckup, the kicker for Tennessee, I think he should be okay. He's going against Jacksonville's D, which I don't see Tennessee scoring a lot of touchdowns, so I see them kicking a lot of field goals. Uh, Dalvin Cook is questionable with a hamstring injury. I don't know the progress on that. Sounds like he's going to play, but you never know. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is going off, but – at some point, I think he's going to cool off. Could it be this week? I don't know. Um, I think it should be a close matchup, but I'm going to go with two girlies, one cup on this one. Um, it's just, you know, he needs Derrick Henry to step it up a little bit. And I think if he does that, I think they win. Number two on the list, Real Chug Champ, 2-0 two, two versus 38.5, 0-2. Not sure how Lamar Miller is projected higher than Melvin Gordon by ESPN. That makes absolutely no sense to me. I know Melvin Gordon had fatigue or some shit like that, but still it makes absolutely no sense. I think the real Chug Champ has a better team. 38.5 saving grace right now is Antonio Brown. If he gets the ball, if he gets some touchdowns, if Ben Roethlisberger keeps doing what he's doing, um, maybe they could win. But other than that, I don't see this happening. Um, picking the real Chug Champs to win this game, go 3-0. Uh, and... That'll move them to 0 and 3, 38.5 to 0 and 3. And number four on the li- or the number three game on the list, Team Knox versus last place champs. Both teams coming in at one and one. Team Knox made a couple pickups, picked up Fitzmagic to pair with OJ Howard. Uh, so I mean, if those guys hook up for a touchdown or two, I mean a touchdown or some you know big gains or whatever. I mean that's a nice little double double up, a little residual points if you will. Uh, Steelers clearly have no idea how to cover tight ends. You saw that with Travis Kelsey. So maybe O.J. Howard has a good game. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Team Knox has favorable matchups at every position. So I'm actually going to take them for the win here. Um, I really don't trust Brieta against Kansas City or Luck against Philly. And that pretty much indirectly means I don't trust T.Y. Hilton either. So um, I think Knox should go 2-1. and one. I think last place champs go 1-2. and two. Um, But uh, should be a close matchup, I think. Um, really, it just depends on if you know Fitz keeps doing what he's been doing. So we'll see. Uh, but I'm going Team Knox. Number four game on the list: Team Wentz upon a time versus Baby Forearm. Both teams coming in at one and one. <clears throat> Baby Forearm streaming some QBs. I see. I love that. Uh, picked up Jared Goff, giving Jared Goff the nod against the Chargers. I think is going to be a little tougher matchup than a lot of people might think. Chargers have a pretty good defense, I think. Um, also picked up Vance McDonald in the Browns' defense. And the Browns play the Jets. I mean, the Jets the Jets' offense, I don't know. Sam Darnold looks good. He just does. I can just tell he looks confident. He looks poised. He looks good in that, in that uh, quarterback spot. So, I mean, we'll see. The Browns' defense could get, could get absolutely mowed over by the Jets, but... It's a toss-up for me, actually, um, but we'll see. They play tomorrow, um, so uh, I don't know. Vance McDonald, Jesse James, both guys are boomer bust tight ends. I don't. I mean, definitely not Ben's first look. Although Jesse James had a great game, I just don't see Vance McDonald 
having that great of a game. I don't know if he was worth the pickup. We'll see about that. Um, could be. I don't know. Tough decision, but I think I'm going to go with Wentz upon a time here to take the win and go 2-1. and one. Um, And I think that uh, the baby forearm goes 1-2. and two. Number five game on the list, Jimmy G spot 1-1 one and one versus In My Thielens 0-2. Uh, don't have much to say about this game. Should be an easy win for Jimmy G. McCoy's banged up. Um, probably going to get to who knows with this whole girlfriend thing. Don't know. Um, Barkley going up against a pretty good defense in Houston. We'll see how he does against J.J. Watt and the crew. Um, and Jimmy Jimmy G gets uh, <clears throat> Carson Wentz back, and I think uh, he has a bounce-back win for to go 2-1 and one against In My Feelings. Um, so <clears throat> going to go with Jimmy G there. Next game, it, the Guru versus the preseason rank is too low. Guru 1-1, one one, preseason rank, rank is too ro- low. And I truly do not see how preseason rank wins this week. I don't see it. I don't even see how they can win any week. That team is so bad. That team's so bad. I don't care if Julio scores 30. That team still sucks. I don't care if he scores 40. Fuck it. I don't care. He's still, that team still sucks. Royce Freeman sucks. Adrian Peterson sucks. Uh, Adrian, I don't know where that projection of 12 points is coming from. I just don't know how he's going to put up 12 points against Green Bay Packers. The hell out of here with that shit. Um... I don't know. I uh, don't know what that team's going to do as far as moves, or, but something's got to happen, or they might not win a game. Who the hell knows what that's gonna, what, what's going to happen there. I'm going to go with the Guru here. Most likely going to be a low-scoring affair, but Guru should come out with a W. And uh, moving on to the matchup of the week, the Brew Crew 2-0 versus All Dogs 2-0. One team is going home with a loss, and with Mixon hurt, it makes this week a lot tougher for me and my brew crew. Um, I just don't know how much trust I can put into Corey Clement. I know they're going against in you know Indianapolis. I don't know. I mean, he had a big week last week. JGI was out, but I think JGI is coming back. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. I'm stuck if I should play Lat Murray or Corey Clement. If somebody could give me some just guidance on this, please call into the show. Just go onto the Anchor app and just get onto my. Uh, my profile and just send me a voice message or something or text me or something. I just need to know. I mean, I don't know if I should play Latavius Murray or <sighs> I don't know what to do or Corey Clement. I don't know. I also really don't know how Marvin Jones is going to play against the Pats. I think this is just going to be a rough week for me all around. My saving grace right now is that the double tight end set of Kelsey and Graham don't go off. That's the only thing that could really save me, I feel like, at this point. But they hope they both have pretty favorable matchups, and I feel like they're going to go off. Todd Gurley's going to need to put up, like, 50, and Minnesota's going to need to pretty much run the score up on Buffalo for me to have a chance, I think. Um, but neither of those things, I think, are going to happen. So I think all dogs, unfortunately, it kills me to say this. It kills me to say this. I think all dogs is going to take the win and go 3-0. and I just hope I keep it close. I really don't want a shotgun. I really don't want to be embarrassed like that, but uh, it's going to be a tough week. It's going to be a tough week, I think. I have a feeling. So I think all dogs goes 3-0. I think I go 2-1. or two and one. Um, But that is my matchups and predictions. We went over the power rankings, went down through some news and notes. And now we do have a special guest about to hop in. We're going to hop into that next, so stay tuned. We're going to hop right into that uh, next, so thank you. So we got a guest on the show today. Uh, he's 2-0, uh, brought up a lot of controversy this offseason, um, was not happy with a couple of the Chug rulings um, 
for the draft pick. Uh, thinks that he was underranked this season um, coming into the preseason. Uh, but I think he has reason to be happy now. Like I said, he's 2-0 and and um, off to a great start. Took down the number one team this week and um, has shows no signs of slowing down. Uh, we have Nate Nestor joining us today. Nate, thank you for joining the show. How are you doing, man? Hey, Nemo. I just wanted to say thanks for allowing me to come on to this podcast here and uh, share some knowledge and uh, the opportunity to educate everyone else on how to properly run a fantasy football team this year. Yeah, no problem, Nate. Thanks for coming on the show. And I'm sure there are people here who could use some help with their fantasy football teams. Uh, Just got a couple questions for you. Number one question I just have. I mean, you know, starting the season, you're... Your rank was low. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm at fault for that. I'll admit I might have put that a little bit too low. Uh, what were your thoughts though? Did you believe in the team from the start? You know, were you worried a little bit after the way your rankings came out? Um, did you have any second guesses? That's a great question, there, Nemo. You know, I, I, I did disagree with my preseason ranking. I, I thought you had me ranked a little low, which, um, in all honesty, you admitted in your ranking that you should have had me higher. Um, having that lower ranking, uh, I went into the draft knowing that, that I needed to do some research and, and really um, do my homework and find where those gems would be. Um, I was quite happy with where some players fell to me um, and the selections that I made. Um, going into this week against Jimmy G Spot, I, I knew I had to coach my guys up, had to give them a few pep talks, um, but I did believe Jimmy G's week one was a fluke. Um, I didn't believe that he could keep that up week in and week out. And I had the benefit of his, his players going against some tough matchups. You know, Tyreek Hill being held without anything in the whole first half of that game definitely helped me out. And uh, as you saw, my players really, really got after it in the in the second half and, and came out on top. Shotgun Spence. Shotgun Spence is right. And yeah, you are right. Um, I did think that your team was a little under rent coming into this season, but uh, was... Um, I was skeptical skeptical about a few things, and um, but you you proved me wrong. You proved the league wrong. You proved Spence wrong. Um, so that's a uh, you know off to a good start. Um, I know at the beginning of the season, and well, I mean I know there's this elephant in the room. We're just going to get it off our shoulders here. I have to know at the beginning of the season there was some confusion with the chug rules this year. Um, are you still upset about this whole thing? Uh, do you think it affected your draft at all? Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that whole, that whole issue? Huh. Well, you know, I, I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to touch on this topic. Unfortunately, I only have one minute to give my answer before, uh, this, this voicemail cuts me off. Um, However, uh, I, I have gone back through and looked at all the text messages, and, and I was a big proponent for, for making rules. Um, the rules were stated that you needed 48 ounces of an alcoholic beverage. Didn't matter how you drank it, didn't matter what the alcohol was. Um, I argued that. You put it into the, the Constitution for the league. You allowed the league to vote on it and voice any concerns. Nobody did. So I, I followed the rules, and uh, true to this group, they hate seeing me win um, in anything. So they'll go back and change rules in order to uh, make sure that I can't succeed. Um, so, like I said, I, I had to focus on my draft, and I'm making the most of this season. Yeah, yeah, there were a couple things. I know a couple of people were upset 
Um, and I'm just hoping we can move forward from this. Hopefully the rules are uh, better laid out for next year so this stuff doesn't happen again. Um, but you have made... Uh, you have, you know, done the research and your team is, is taken off to a good start, like I said before. Um, but, uh, you know, moving into this season, you've already, you've already played Spence. Um, you know, what team are you really looking most forward to play? I ask, I'm going to ask everybody this. What team are you looking most forward to playing? Or what team have you already, uh, you know, um, enjoyed playing and enjoyed beating the most? Um, but I'm, I'm assuming... I'm assuming Spence is behind you now. You're only looking forward. So, what team are you looking forward to playing this year? Oh, Mike, I think that's a that's another good question you got there. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily scared of any team in this week league. Um, however, uh, week four, when I play Once Upon a Time, um, I've got Christian McCaffrey and Christian Thompson on bye week. And that's really gonna gonna limit my ability to score a lot of points, considering um, I start both of them. Um, I'm gonna need to look through the waiver wire, maybe make a trade or two, make sure I have a good fill in that week. Um, but once again, not give up too much. I want to assure my team can win not only that week, but in the weeks coming going ahead, especially once it comes playoff time. Really was not expecting that answer, but uh, that's a good answer nonetheless. I mean, that is a that is a big reason to be looking forward uh, to a team that you might not do as well against. Um, but um, once upon a time, I mean, I I know now. I'm not sure we should all be worried about once upon a time, but um, either way, uh, good answer to that question. I got one last question for you. I'm gonna let you go here. Um, I ask everybody this question: Can you give me a hot take for the league? Hot takes. Uh, let's see here. You know, you know, I don't know if anything is necessarily all that surprising, but I would like to note that uh, over the summer, um, I did say that Le'Veon Bell would be a poor draft pick um, early on because I didn't think he was going to play. Um, some agreed, some made fun of me. I, I did waver on that opinion a little bit, but it does look like my initial gut opinion was coming through. Also, was not high on David Johnson going into this year, um, having come off that dislocated wrist last year. Just, just not used to getting hit, and that offense is just awful in Arizona. They can't do much. Um, I definitely think Alvin Kamara is going to take a step back once Ingram gets back in the lineup. Um, and I'm happy to say that uh, Juju Smith-Schuster might be the number one receiver on the Steelers, especially with A.B.'s issue and asking to be traded. Um, okay, some some hot takes there. Uh, I really don't see Juju being the number one receiver, but hey, that's why they're hot takes. They are hot takes. Um but uh, I don't think A.B. wants to be traded. I think he was just speaking out of frustration. I think he, was, he does a lot of things out of frustration. Um, but either way, uh, Nate, I appreciate you joining me on the show today. Is there any last words you'd like to say to the league before I get you out of here? Yeah, Nima, once again, just just thanks for, for allowing me to come on this podcast and, and, like I said, drop some knowledge bombs on everyone here. Um, I appreciate the opportunity um, to, to, once again, be in this league and, and show people that uh, I not only drink beer quickly, um, whether it be through a pitcher, as I've won it twice, whether it be through a funnel, as I would have won it this year, or just simply shotgunning. 
Um, hopefully I don't have to do any of that this year. As long as my team keeps going the way it has been, I don't think that'll be an issue. Um, I'd like to say good luck to everyone this week, um, except for you, Knox. Um, I hope you lose every game, and I uh, hope you end up buying the keg at the end of the year. So suck it, Knox. Thanks, guys. Hmm. Okay. Um, though, there you have it. Uh, clearly, Nate Nestor does not want Team Knox to win, or he does not he does not want him to come close to winning. Actually, he wants him to buy the keg. Uh, but thanks again, Nate, for coming on the show. Um, that's going to wrap it up for our podcast today, guys. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, like always, if you would like to uh, leave messages or anything, just go onto the Anchor app, go to my profile, and just leave me a message. It could be a hot take. Anybody can leave hot takes. Whenever you want, just give me a hot take. I do not care. We'll get them on the show. Also, I know there's been some people who are not in our league who have been listening to this podcast, which I... Um, <clears throat> I actually find really cool. Uh, so if you're not in the league and I don't even know you, which I don't know anybody who is listening to this podcast, but I see you guys pop up uh, and giving applause and doing things like that for the, the podcast. But if you're not in this league and you're listening to this podcast the whole way through and you have something you want to say about the league, um, again, feel free to leave a message on this on this cast and we'll get you on the show. And I would love to have uh, some outsiders give, in, give their opinions on what they think. Um, so again, feel free, go on the anchor app, go to my profile, Mike Nemeth, go to my profile and leave me a voice message. Um, I'd love to have more communication, some more hot takes, um, some more questions so that we can, um, we have more things to talk about rather than just going down through the same old things. But, uh, again, Nate, thank you for joining me. Uh, that wraps up, uh, episode four. Good luck in week three, everybody. Um, I hope everybody does well, um, except for all dogs. I would really like to beat you and go 3-0 this week. So, um, But, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. Thanks, guys.